And now, Jalen and Jacoby. Where the fuck is Trump? Head to dead. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, gotta give us what we need. Worry about my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo TV pop the trunk. Cause we make a pop the trunk and hit the switch. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. <laughs> give me a He is Jalen Anthony Rose. What up, though? I'm David Jacoby. And on the cool check-in. Center stage on the mic. And we putting it on wax. It's the new stuff. We're Jalen Jacoby. What do we do? We give the people what they want. Jalen, I want to start the podcast with you encapsulating how you felt about the Lions' performance in week two with a sound. Do it again, Jalen Rose. Do it. I predicted a win for the Lions, and they came through. The Lions are undefeated. No feet. I'm so excited about this Lions season. They might might just go 15-0-1. We might look back (laughs) at that Cardinals game and say, the the Cardinals, that was was probably the best performance against the Lions all season long. (laughs) They just took their foot off the gas in that fourth quarter. But the undefeated Lions continue to roll. Huge week two in the NFL, and we are here to break it all down for you. We start, however, in Miami, where there wasn't just a blowout game. There was something that we weren't really sure we would see, and that is Antonio Brown playing in the National Football League in week two. He was on the field. He caught a couple passes early in the game. Tom Brady sort of seemed like he wanted to get him established, hit him over the middle, and he showed what he can do. He showed that explosiveness. He showed the the, the guile that he has to always find himself open, toe-tipping on the sideline here. And not only did he catch a few passes, he eventually found his way into the end zone on this nice back shoulder throw and went on to dominate the Dolphins with the rest of the Patriots. Jalen, what, what did it feel like to you to watch Antonio Brown play on the field? I anticipated exactly how this was going to play out. Like I said on Friday's show, when Antonio Brown lined up to play wide receiver, the Patriots were going to keep feeding him and feeding him and feeding him like a Wu-Tang song because that rebellion that they approach every game with, the same team that had Spygate in its past, Deflategate in its past, and we talk so much about the Patriot way. You know what that is? Winning. At all cost. So this idea that there should be some sort of, you know, tiptoeing around the fact that he has some other issues that the league is going to start to deal with this week with the alleged accuser, he was eligible to play football. And that's what he loves. That's his safe haven. And to see him in that uniform and Tom Brady with so many weapons, I would argue that this is the most weapons that I've seen him have in his two decades as quarterback. It's true. He was just spraying the ball all over the place. Gordon, the tight end. It was just, it was a, it was a good performance from Brady, Edelman getting involved. But one thing that's happening this year with the Patriots is, of course, we focus on Tom Brady, the, the greatest of all time. Of course, we focus on the wide receivers. But the defense, Jalen Rose, they've given up three points in two games. Again, they had they held the Steelers at three points last week. This week, 
It, not only did the Dolphins score zero points, they couldn't even move the ball. Nope. Is this the best Pats defense that you've seen in the Brady Belichick era? Nope. How about this? I also said this on this program. The Patriots probably had the best collection of defensive backs in the league. And you mm. know how much I like that position. And so for a team that is stout up front, can get to the quarterback a lot of times without blitzing, but still can cover on the backside, it's really impressive. And it won't take away from their greatness when I ask this question, but I would like to ask you something. Are the Steelers I don't like good? No. Are the Dolphins no. good? No, no, no. Uh, okay. But to hold any to hold any two teams to three points, any two professional teams to three points is impressive. And I really do think that this particular Patriots defense is going to help carry them to a lot of wins, not just the offense and the superstars on that side of the ball. We have an update on a superstar in the NFL, and it is not good news. Saints quarterback Drew Brees is going to undergo thumb surgeries, according to Adam Schefter, and he will is estimated to be out up to six weeks. This happened yesterday afternoon, early in the game against the Rams, which we really everyone had circled. Everyone saw all the matchups on Sunday and said, ooh, that 4 o'clock game between the Saints and the Rams, that's going to be the game. He was throwing when his hand hit an opponent, and it didn't seem like it was going to be that bad at first, but then later on in the game, you saw him. He couldn't even pick up the ball, and here's what he had to say after the game. Yeah, yeah, I am concerned. Um I'm hoping hoping it's not too significant. You're hitting your hands on stuff all the time, right? You know, you might get jam thumbs, jam fingers. This felt like it was something a bit more significant, preventing me from gripping the ball. Again, I'm gonna, I'm going to see a I'm going to see a, a a hand specialist and and get uh, get his opinion and then we'll see what Jalen, the next steps are. What does the loss of Drew Brees mean for the Saints? I don't think it's a catastrophic loss because Ooh. they do have Teddy Bridgewater, and even though the offense didn't score a touchdown with him leading them, I think the weapons that they have, led by Kamara and Murray in the backfield, along with Thomas on the outside and Cook at the tight end, I think they have enough weapons, and Teddy Bridgewater is a starting-level quarterback that they will be able to find a way to maintain. But anytime you lose somebody that has the cachet and productivity of a Drew Brees and his leadership, that's going to be missed in the huddle. And when you look at their upcoming games, you know, they've got some big games. They've obviously lost to the Rams. And then their upcoming games, they have games against the Cowboys. They have games against other NFC teams like the Seahawks that, you know, these head-to-head matchups are important when it comes to playoff tiebreakers. So looking at these games, do you think they can survive this six-week stretch without Drew Brees and still get to the playoffs? I think they can survive it. I think for me, that's three and three. Unfortunately mm. for them, their next two opponents are both 2-0 in the Seahawks and Cowboys, who both have franchise quarterbacks, and I am putting Dak Prescott in that conversation. So Absolutely. when you don't have yours, yes, that does hinder you some. But I think with Sean Payton on the sideline, an innovative play caller, one of the best coaches in the game, they will find a way to maintain and not just go 1-5 or something like that without Drew Brees. Well, the Saints and Rams continue to play in that game without Drew Brees in it, and the Rams ended up winning the game. But there was one play in particular that was a little controversial, and it was the Saints' defense that could have provided some scoring because they were having trouble moving the ball on offense. This is a great play for the defenders. Boom. Cam Jordan picks up the ball. He takes it back, 
80 yards, Jalen Rose. Look at Cam go. 80 yards. Saints are celebrating. 85-yard run from Cam Jordan. He gets to the end zone only to find out that the play was blown dead by the referee. We all know the history between these two teams and the relationship with the referee. Jalen, do you think this call could have cost the Saints the game the way that a call in the NFC Championship game last year cost the Saints the game? Possibly. Momentum is everything, especially if you can get a a scoop and score from your defense in a game that you're going to lose Drew Brees and your offense isn't going to score a touchdown without him on the field. Absolutely, it has an effect. But I must say this to the Saints, players, coaches, and fans. As somebody that's played so much sports and covered it for so very long, I must say to them, they got to let the refs get out of their head. I look Mm. back at the play with Moises Alou and Steve Bartman, and I always say, had he not overreacted, I don't think the team and the other fans would have overreacted. This is the exact same thing. You could go to any game yesterday, and they're going to be missed calls. Now, there weren't going to be the calls like this to take a touchdown off the board. But every time a a call goes against the Saints, they have to find a way to allow this to be a new season and not continue to relive the pass interference call from last year. I think that's a really good point, Jalen. And you can tell that it was still in Cam Jordan's head after the game when he addressed the press. Let's listen. I mean, I didn't even hear the whistle. I grabbed the ball 15, 20 yards down, and allegedly a whistle was blown. Clearly, I mean, a whistle was blown. Um, where normally you let the play happen, any uh, footlocker, I mean, referee, uh, usually tells you um, you let the play happen and then you go back and review the play. When you talk about uh, that's a 10-point swing right there. It's self-explanatory. I'm sure the NFL will come out with some other statement about it. Jalen. Next. He said the footlocker, I mean the referee. I always say you can be mean if you're funny. Do you think that he'll get fined for that? I do not believe he's going to get fined because – As he mentioned, that was an important play in the game. It definitely swings momentum either way. And there should be a level of frustration from a guy that understood that that opportunity doesn't come very often. So I appreciate his honesty at the podium. As you acknowledge, you can be mean if you're funny. To be frank with you, though, I didn't think that was funny. No, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. He, he, he was just, you know, it was it was not what you do, it's how you do it. I thought he played it pretty smooth and straight-faced. I enjoyed it. Well, you mentioned Dak Prescott earlier in the upcoming game between the Saints and the Cowboys. Well, unlike his running back, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott does not have a new deal, and the price for that deal seems to go up week after week. After waxing the Giants last week, Dak played another divisional foe with the Washington team, and Dak kept doing his thing. Look at these balls. Look how far, look at the accuracy on this. Like, he was doing it. Jalen, what do you think of Dak and the Cowboys' hot start against two divisional foes? Well, the first thing that jumped off at me Sunday, Josh Norman, unfortunately, was trending for all of the wrong reasons. Facts. Because when you talk about Dak Prescott and you question his ability, and then he comes out and he throws a bomb on you, and he continues to pick your team apart constantly, the fans and the, and the media pick up and pay attention to things like that. What I see from the Cowboys is a well-oiled machine. I see mm. balance. I see a terrific offensive line. I see a mobile and heady quarterback that doesn't turn over the football. I see a three-down running back in Ezekiel Elliott. 
I see somebody in Amari Cooper that can get open like the best number ones in the league. And then you got a veteran like Jason Witten who seems like he walking in his routes and still catching <laughs> touchdowns. I, 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 I would bet anything I'm faster than him. Anything. No chance. There's no chance you would win a anything. foot race against, against Jason anything. Witten. There's no, anything. I've seen you run. I've seen you anything. try to run across the sidewalk just across the street. You don't look right, Jay. You lying. <laughs> Dak Prescott now has an 82% completion percentage. Again, 82% completion percentage. He's not playing the best teams in the league, but he's really doing his thing, and I think that somewhere Jerry Jones is like, well, this is great that we're 2-0, but I wish Dak wasn't playing this well, because that means I'm going to have to pay him the money. Yep. Let's get it people they want. Got a package from Quip. Just upgraded me. You know, got that replacement Quip head, got the Quip toothpaste. I love Quip so much. What is Quip? Oh, wait a second. You guys still using other toothbrushes? Quip is the sleekest, most effective, best feeling, high-tech toothbrush on the market. It is the absolute best. It's a remarkably simple electric toothbrush created by dentists and product designers to focus on what actually matters for your oral health, healthier habits. They have sensitive vibrations, a built-in timer. It automatically delivers brush heads to you every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule. It looks so good. It's sleek. They've got this thing where it goes right on your wall. It is the best toothbrush I've ever had in my life. If you want to quip, here's what you do. Quip starts at just $25, and you'll get your first refill free at getquip.com slash Jalen. This is a simple way to support our show and start brushing better. But you've got to go to getquip.com slash Jalen to get your first refill for free. Right now, go to getquip.com slash Jalen. Join the Quip Hive, like myself. Eventually, I'm going to use Quip so much, my teeth won't be so yellow. Jalen, Chiefs-Raiders game. Watching it. The Raiders jump out to a 10-0 lead. You're like, ooh, is this going to be an upset? And then all of a sudden, where my homies? Where they at? Where they at? He got off to a little bit of a slow start, but then he just started doing what Patrick Mahomes does. I mean, look at these balls. The accuracy. The open receivers. Just time and time again, he's throwing the ball downfield and hitting people in stride. How impressive were you? How impressed were you with Mahomes? And are you surprised that he's been able to pick up where he left off last year so easily? I am not surprised because he's a terrific talent. And the one thing we can't underestimate is Andy Reid. While we always look for the flavor of the moment, the next Sean McVay type of thing, we need to be trying to find the next Andy Reid as an offensive innovator. Because watching some of the sets that they run and the situations where he get receivers wide open, like Robinson made me feel like I could run around and catch a ball from Patrick Mahomes yesterday. Like, no matter whether Tyreek Hill's in or out of the lineup, regardless sometimes of who's in the backfield, the, the constants are Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Travis Kelsey. The best tight end mm-hmm. in football. We're not even questioning who's first in that aspect. So it's really impressive and fun to watch them play, especially a guy that's going to throw for 200-some yards in the second quarter alone. It does feel like a next-generation Belichick-Brady, like two personalities that are fit for each other, their skill sets and their philosophies kind of match up, and it feels like Mahomes and Reid are kind of perfect for each other in the same way. Well... Mahomes is arguably the best quarterback in the league, but there's someone else 
who has had a great two weeks, and that is Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. After throwing for five touchdowns last week and kind of staying in the pocket, this week he did something no one has ever done in the history of the NFL. Ran for over 120 yards and threw for over 250 yards. Lamar was doing it all this week. Ran, running a lot more, though, Jalen. Do you expect as we move forward we'll see more week one Lamar or more week two Lamar? I think that him establishing himself as a dual threat, and you know how much I love John Harbaugh as a coach. Mm -hmm. Literally keeping him in this operating zone to play to his strength. And when I see him perform and Dak and Russell Wilson, so many many African-American quarterbacks, it, it, it reminds me of... When I watch games on Sunday and I, when I watch so many NFL analysts that are former quarterbacks, not a ton of them are black. I see Michael Vick for a national landscape, but yep. a lot of them haven't gotten those opportunities. In another 10 years or so, when you look at this media landscape, all of these guys are going to now trickle down and be able to talk about sports for a living and be former quarterbacks that have a history of being really successful. Lamar Jackson is changing the game. For a guy that basically did RPOs his entire first year and people didn't think he was going to be able to throw. But all of a sudden, people remember, oh, dang, this dude did win the Heisman Trophy. They kind of eased him in slowly, played to his strength. They didn't force feed anything. And now all of a sudden, he's unlocking things from that position that we frankly haven't seen. He really has. It's been a very impressive performance through these two weeks. And... We'll see if it continues in week three. Well, one quarterback performance that will not continue in week three, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Jalen, we have some bad news from Adam Schefter. Ben Roethlisberger is having season-ending surgery on his right elbow. This has major implications on the Steelers and the future of his career in the NFL. What do you think will happen moving forward for the team and the quarterback? Well, one of the casualties of doing what he does for a living, been doing it for a very long time, two-time Super Bowl champion, future Hall of Famer. I think that this injury happening so very early in the season is going to derail any of their playoff hopes or goals. They won't be the kind of team that's um, really making a difference in the AFC without Big Ben under center. It's unfortunate for Juju Smith who now gets to become the number one receiver without his quarterback. Same with Connor. It's going to put a lot more pressure on those guys. This, unfortunately for Mike Tomlin and Steelers fans, will be the worst year under their head coach. And it always seems like at the end of every season, Ben Roethlisberger is flirting with the idea of retirement. Do you think this injury could be a career-ending injury for Big Ben? Right now, I would say, in my opinion, 50-50 because they're not a contending team. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. I would not be surprised if the word retirement gets thrown around over the next few months. Yeah, Mason Rudolph is not exactly Teddy Bridgewater. Sometimes, you know, that backup quarterback, when they come in, sometimes you realize that the importance of that backup quarterback position, especially in Pittsburgh right now. Well, we move on from the NFL to the WNBA. The single elimination round of the playoffs was here, and was it exciting? The sky were up in the waning seconds of the game. You will never believe what happens. Just trying to run out the clock. Stolen. Boom. Hits that shot. There was still five seconds on the clock, Jalen, when she rose up to shoot that. I mean, it was such an impressive play. So that gave the sky 
another opportunity, and it missed everything. It was an amazing shot, but as a basketball player, don't you feel like you should have dribbled in and taken a layup? Well, in those situations, you can lose your sense of time. Yeah, you can. <laughs> your goal is to try to get a deflection, get a steal. You know you're up against it. So when it happens, you're like, I got to make a play. And shout out to Bill Lambeer, who's mm-hmm. constantly been a really good coach in the WNBA after starring for a very long time with my Detroit Pistons. That was a great ending, a great three-point shot, but I can't ignore, can't shoot an air ball for the game winner. I mean, I really feel like she should have dribbled in for a layup. Like, you got to look up at the shot clock and see how much time is left. She's going off one foot from 28 feet with six seconds left in the game. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. It's bad. If you miss that shot, Jalen, you are never going to forget about it if you miss that shot. I'm so glad that Harvey right, made that. If you're talking about never forget, what about the driving kick on the other end for the open right corner three? Can't shoot an air mm. ball. Nope. Can't Can't, yeah, get some rim. Gotta get some rim. Gotta get some rim on there. There's a reason I'll... why they got you on the right side for a right-handed player doing a dribble drive. Mm-hmm. Can't shoot an air ball right there. Can't shoot an air ball right there. Can't shoot an air ball right there. I want to also give a big shout to the Gwumake sisters, friends of the show, and the Sparks who moved on in the playoffs as well. Yep. Jalen, as I predicted, the Lions beat the Chargers. <laughs> How many losses do the Lions have? We undefeated. It's time for Degenerate Fan Corner. Let's take a look at the Lions-Chargers game. It was close. It wasn't pretty. But it ended just the way you wanted it to, didn't it? Here's how it started. Just a little, you know, Karrion Johnson had a great run. So we're just going to kick an extra. What were you feeling in that moment? So I was watching the game at this point with my cousin Jeff. Initially, we was doing the margaritas, you know, and then when you miss an extra point, you spill it, and then all (laughs) of a sudden, they do this long run, and then it it gets called back. Gets called back. I'm like, we getting the benefit of a whistle? Like, this is the (laughs) first time in my life as a Lions fan, and then this was the next play. Mm -hmm. Great screen pass. Screen pass, set up beautifully. Up, gone. Set up beautifully. Run up the sideline, break a couple of tackles, and I was like, "Can we make a tackle?" That's oh, what I was thinking. Like, guess what? This one gets caught. Oh, back. that's why. Look at that. That's why the the Footlockers were working with us, and, and now they're on the goal line, Jalen. On the goal right line. There, Look at that right ball there, that loose. Was, that was another one by the Dust defense right there, baby. That was like Al Bubba Baker or something like that. So, William what are you Gay and Jeff doing? What are you and Jeff doing when you see this? We're so excited, and we just can't hide it. And look at this, look at this, look at this, this laser beat. That was an absolute laser from Stafford. I mean, that's the Matt Stafford worth all that money. And Slay, Slay did not have a good game, but he did do this. And and this is what Phillip Rivers must understand. You don't mess with big play Slay. You you don't do oh, that. No, he See, messed with big play Slay yeah, all day. No, he messed you don't with him all that. day. No, Instead, no. with one minute left, Slay came up big. That's our lockdown corner right there. Made the play when we needed. Undefeated. And like I told everybody, don't sleep on the Lions. We just fly under the radar. You know, people want to talk about the Bears and the Packers in the division and Minnesota's defense. All we do is win. That's all we do. Well, 
Jalen. One thing. <laughs> Look forward to seeing how the Lions fare in week three. See if they continue being undefeated in the NFL. Jalen, early, early in the summer, I predicted that this was going to be Jacoby Brissett's MVP season. Well, he continued his MVP campaign in week two. Let's take a look at some of the highlights against the Titans. Here we have Jacoby. Look at that. Little pitch. Little left-handed pitch showing the versatility. I mean, look at this play right here. A beautiful play from Jacoby. And this was a game. This was close. You can see it's a tie game right here. Jacoby back in the red zone. Look at that dart. Just perfect. Just a perfect pass as he continued to do. You'll see it again here. Right where the receiver needs it. Right in the breadbasket. Jacoby is the future of the... He's the, he's the future of the NFL. He really is. Putting on a clinic. And now look at that. They're down by four. Another perfect pass from Jacoby. Hey. This is... I mean, Jalen... I was not kidding. He's not the leading MVP candidate right now, but he's in the conversation. He's got the Colts on the board with the W this season. I'm so proud, Jacoby. After losing in overtime yesterday, I know he wanted to bounce back, and he did against the Titans. Your die-easy fandom is going to really be something that annoys me this season because you're going to be all Colts, all Jacoby, everything all year, I see. Of course, until they start losing. Until they start got, losing, then I'm off the bandwagon. Once, so once Jacoby starts throwing some picks, week? I'm off the bandwagon. So who are you rooting for next week? Colts. Colts. Just remember, I was on this program saying that the Lions, the Seahawks, and the Colts are going to win. That's all I have you to did. say. I, I said I was on the program last week saying those three teams are going to win. You did. And they did. Well, you remember last season, how the Bears season ended? Cody Parkley, double doinking. Well, there was a chance for Bears kicker redemption. And let's listen to what happened. Scales down the ball. O'Donnell the hole from the right hash. Angle to the left. Good placement. Boot by Eddie Pinheiro. Kick to the uprights. Then the kick is good for the win. Pinheiro with the De Niro kick to send Denver down as time expires. Bears 16. Denver 14. They escape with the Jaylen, victory on the road. The Bears not only kicked the field goal to win the game 53 yards, and it was Panero's birthday on top of all that. Does this kick give the Bears hope? It gives the Bears hope, but I'm trying to tell you, Jacoby, in order to be accurate as a field goal kicker, you got to have a toe. Oh, God. And you got to use what, what, what it the right way. You got to. <laughs> you know, you got to. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta point it. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have a little <laughs> versatility. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, you gotta point it. Yo, I cannot yeah. believe you just put your feet on TV. You're, you're, the bottom of your feet look kind of good. It's the top. It's the top that you're not putting on TV. The bottom of your feet look fine. It's the top. The top. I know you won't put that on TV because I've seen. Well, that I'm trying. I got my I've Antonio Brown on the bottom. Yo, you're you're about to get hurt. You're about to get hurt. You're gonna pull something. Be careful. Uh, be careful. I've seen you. Hey, I've seen you run. Hey, I'm telling you, you. When the Lions kicker missed that extra point, I was doing this in the living room, fam. I'm telling you, I was getting ready. I was getting ready. Look at that. I was getting ready. I was, I was getting ready. I can make a 30 they might yard need you. field goal. The Lions might need you. I can make a 30 yard field goal. Oh, we're gonna test that. Harley, we're gonna test that. You cannot make a 30 yard field goal. I promise you cannot. There's no chance you make a 30 yard field goal. Not with Jaylen, you, this is 15 of the yards right here. Put that thing away. Put that thing away. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Jalen, put the foot down. Put the foot down or no one gets hurt. 
Oh, don't wave at me with your foot anymore. Please don't. Look at those toes. You're funny. The legend of Gardner Minshew continued. The Jags trying to come from behind. Behind Gardner Minshew against the heavily favored Texans. And look at what the legend does. Look at this pass. That gives them the opportunity to tie the game with an extra point. But instead of that, they go to Leonard Fournette with the second effort. Does he get in the end zone? No, he does not. Doug Marone decided to go for two instead of kicking for the extra point, which I'm totally fine with. But I'm not okay with taking the ball out of the legend, Gardner Minshew's hands, who had just used his feet and his passing to drive them down the field. I would have bootlegged him out and gave the opportunity to run in or to pass in for the touchdown. What do you think about the decision to go for two and the play call to run Leonard Fournette? I, I, I just got a um, 911 call from Die Easy Headquarters. I think I think another love affair is brewing. I think oh, you yeah. have one with Minshew. I think I think you have a love affair with oh, Minshew. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we're early in our relationship, me and Minshew. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't act like I followed him at Washington State that closely, but I like what I see so far. And you never take the ball out of Gardner Minshew's hands with the game on the line. I mean, you just you just you just do not do that. Please, please, please put that away. Please put that away, Jalen. I want to take that off the screen, so I'm going to show you a list of 2-0 teams. And I'm going to ask a very simple question. Which one of these 2-0 teams is the worst? Which is the worst 2-0 team? That's just mean. Patriots, Bills, Ravens, Chiefs, Cowboys, Packers, Lions are not 2-0. They are not 2-0. Rams, San Francisco, and the Seahawks. Those are all the undefeated teams. I want to make sure people understand when you see Buffalo up there, don't be surprised. Josh Allen can throw it, and he got wheels. Oh, yeah. He can play. Like, Josh yeah, Allen can play. He can ball. Like, I I like him. Um, And I'm glad he's matured from his Twitter fiasco. We all get a chance to grow up. I would say the worst team there, it definitely ain't the Lions. No. No. <laughs> they shouldn't even the be Lions. on the list. They shouldn't even be on the list. They're not even 2-0. I'm happy that Richard Sherman got a pick six in week one. That's my guy. I would say the worst team, it ain't the Lions. That's what I'm They're not even 2-0. They shouldn't be on the list. They, the okay. producers want to do you a favor with that. Gotcha. It ain't, it, ain't the, it, ain't, it ain't the Lions. So I'll say, I would say the worst team, San Francisco. San Francisco. Deasley. I don't, I don't think Jimmy G and the San Francisco is going to make a playoff run this year, but we will see. Jalen, what else we will see tonight? The Browns travel to the Meadowlands to play against the Jeffs. The Browns are road six and a half point favorites. What should degenerate Browns fans be looking forward to tonight? So they need to have a breakthrough performance. They won Mm. the offseason. A level of enthusiasm surrounds the Browns football team like I don't recall them having this level of expectation. But when you have Baker, who a lot of people think has what it takes to be an elite quarterback, it's still at the show-me phase, personally. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, you expect those guys to put up big numbers. That didn't happen in week one. No. Okay? All we was talking about is the watch and how they're going to stick together and how they're not going to allow this to be a snowball effect. You get the Jets on Monday Night Football – they got a couple of injuries on defense, 
And I don't know who Sam Darnold was kissing, but I told you he reminded me of somebody on Happy Days. Now it's official for sure. That is a that is a potsy move right there to get mono. Yep. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> Jalen Rose, it's time for our signature segment, Soft Mover Boss. Jalen Rose, after an offseason that clearly showed there were some discussions before there were supposed to be discussions between players and teams, the NBA is trying to curb tampering by making the limit to fining, wait for it, $10 million for tampering. $10 million fine for tampering, soft move or boss move? It's a boss move, and I would actually go higher on that figure. And let me explain why. If you're doing an apples-to-apples comparison, these are billionaire owners that have so very much money that they can afford to purchase an NBA team, okay? So if you're going to get a generational talent on your squad, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, and you pay $10,000 to do it, $10 million to do it, that's a bargain. It's worth it. How much Absolutely. money do you think the Clippers are going to make this year? Oh, please, much more than ten million. This is like a transfer fee in soccer or whatever. It's like, oh, it's only ten million, and I can I can talk to Anthony Davis about joining my team. Oh yeah, I'm in. I'm totally in. This right. is the thing about it. Is there's no way to really, really, honestly, and truly stop players and teams from talking to each other. You just cannot do it. But. If you acknowledge, now just think about this. Look, look solely at the Clippers. Mm-hmm. They once got fined for tampering with Kawhi Leonard. He's now on their team. So the $10 million is a discount. It's, it's an investment. It. It's an investment. It's an investment. Moving it's on. Seed capital. $25 sh- million is the number. Moving on, I'm going to show you something that I've never seen before that I love. Check out Oakland pitcher Mike Fire's beard. Look at that beard, Jay. That's actually kind of fly. Like, I thought it was going to be weird, but when I first saw it, I was like, you know what? I kind of like that. He calls it the cinnamon roll beard. Soft move or boss move, the cinnamon roll beard. I think it's ugly, but I'm going to call it a boss move because I'm really big on people owning something original because you know how much I hate copycats. So based on the fact that he's the first person I've seen do this and he's owning it, I have to call it a boss move. I mean, he did do some research into weird beard shapes and found that one and then sort of emulated it. So he's not the originator of it. But like I said, it's, it's you always say this. It's not who did it first. It's about who popularized it. And as far as I'm concerned, Mike Fires is the per- first person with that beard. Jalen, I expect you to have that exact beard tomorrow. I can't grow one. I had too many bumps on my face growing up. I don't think it'll allow me to. Moving on. In advance of the big Monday Night Football game between the Browns and the Jets, if you go to Times Square, you'll see this. A huge billboard with an image of Odell Beckham Jr. And it says, new team, who this? Now, I can't say that Odell Beckham Jr. went into his pocket and bought this billboard. But trolling through a billboard in Times Square, soft move or boss move? That's always a boss move. Because, as you alluded to, In sports, we see time and time again billboards for promotion, billboards for advertisement to try to recruit players. And so 
for Odell coming back into the New York Tri-State area, playing against the Jets team without their starting quarterback and without two of their better defenders. The Cleveland Browns are getting ready to front run. Do you, do, do, do you see it happening? I, I, have a, I have a premonition. The Browns are front running. The Browns, where's B-Low when I need him? The, the Browns are front running. I already see Odell celebrating. I already see him doing that dance. They're so ready to front run that I can't wait for them to actually win some games so they can do it. Well, if they lose to the Jets without Sam Darnold, we'll see. It's going to be time to have a real, real conversation about this Browns roster. I I told you he was a member of Happy Days. I tried to tell you. Well, moving on. According to Mike Garofalo, the legend that is Gardner Minshew is carrying on a tradition in the pros that he did in college, which was pregame stretching in only a jock strap. Jalen Rose, stretching in only a jock strap, soft move or boss move? In your living room, a boss move. In public, in a shared space, in a locker room, in a health club, is a soft move. <laughs> like, respect everybody around you. We don't want to see. You in your jock strap. We don't no. want to see that. Put some shorts oh, on. That's a soft move. Put some shorts on. Put some shorts on, Mr. Minshew. Did you know that Gardner Minshew the second is Gardner Minshew the second and his dad's name is not Gardner Minshew? This what? man's a legend. I love this guy so much. What? <laughs> Moving on. Jalen, we have a segment that I know you're gonna like. Do you know why? It's got your name in it. It's time for Jalen of the Week. This week's Jalen of the Week is none other than former Alabama quarterback and current Sooner Jalen Hurts. Now, no one expected them to lose to UCLA, but also no one expected Jalen Hurts to have 880 passing yards and 373 rushing yards through three games. Jalen, I know you're a bit biased because his name is Jalen, but do you think, Jalen, do you think Jalen is the Heisman favorite up to this point. Absolutely. How about the fact that he and two are the current favorites? Mm. That, that is insane for a guy to just transfer from Alabama. But how about the fact that Oklahoma continues to churn out big-time quarterbacks? Oh, yeah. If they can have three Heisman Trophy winners in a row, that would be something that's unprecedented in sports. I am rooting for Jalen Hurt. I do understand that when you have somebody like Tua behind you, unfortunately, you could get pushed out of your job. It just happens. But I appreciate how he rebounded going to Oklahoma, putting up big-time numbers. And it's not looking so good for Chip Kelly as the head coach of no, UCLA. Let's see it is not looking lasts. so good for Chip Kelly. That will not last long. Do you know what all this does to Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and now Jalen Hurts? This means some NFL team is going to pay a lot of money to Lincoln Riley. A lot of money. The price just keeps going up and up and up with every Heisman Trophy that ends up in the Sooners' hands. Well, there's another quarterback that did something very remarkable in college football on Saturday. And that is none other than Mississippi State's Garrett Schrader. Let's take a look at Garrett sell out for the first down. So here he is, you know, no one's open. So what do you do? Oh, I'm just going to run to my right a little bit, keep my eyes downfield, and, oh, I'm a little I'm kind of far from the first down marker. I'm like, I didn't do that. Jalen Rose, do you think he regrets 
stretching for the first down and flying around like a helicopter. 1,000% he regrets it. I'm pretty sure the entire team and the entire coaching staff is going to let their quarterback know we don't need you spinning in the air like a helicopter. <laughs> nope. Come up short for a first down that he clearly didn't get anyway. But that's a perfect example of why I stopped playing football. Because exactly. he saw a fork in the road, and he saw two defenders coming after him. He ain't want to go out of bounds. He ain't want to slide. So he's like, I'm going to just jump over him. I'm just going to jump, jump over I'm all three of these guys. And also, it's like John, John Elway did this in the Super Bowl and got the first down. This isn't the Super Bowl, and that's not a first down. I do appreciate <laughs> the effort, and I love the highlight. But Mr. Schrader, you got to stay in the game. You really you got, you got to do more than that, Mr. Trader. I mean, look at that was impressive. If he landed on his feet and scored a touchdown, I think that might be the greatest play I've ever seen in football in my life. And I, and I bet the D back wished that he would have really unloaded on him just a little bit more, give a little well, bit more sauce on that hit. Dennis Rodman has had his fair share of how do we say body modifications, various piercings and tattoos. This next one is so crazy. We have to go to the table. Sometimes videos need to be breaking, broke down in detail like this one of the worm. Let's just take it the worm. Let's, let's let him smoke a cigar. So look at his arm. He opens up his arm robotically where a cigar is inside, and he just grabs the cigar and starts smoking it. Jalen, what do you think about his robot cigar arm? I think it's for him, typical, no surprise. <laughs> For the rest of the world, that's one of the softest moves of all time. Cigars are overrated. Tobacco tastes nasty, in my opinion. Something I never got hooked on. I'm happy. Same with caffeine. But again, to have the robotic thing on your arm, that's a soft move. I ain't rolling. Jalen, question for you. Do you think it's real? No. It can't okay. be real. <laughs> There's a part of me that thought maybe you thought it was real. There's a part of me that thought maybe Jalen thinks this is real, and I cannot wait to clown him. I'm so glad you answered that it wasn't. Nah. Cigars are overrated. Yeah. Moving on. Jalen, a company in New Zealand had to go through the difficult process of laying off employees. And some employees can kind of see this coming when they know a meeting is scheduled or whatever. So one employee kind of knew it was coming. So what he did in the meeting is – he saw it was happening, so he brought with him an emotional support clown. So it was him and the clown on one side of the table, and then the HR representative from the company on the other side of the table. Bringing an emotional support clown to your layoff meeting, soft move or boss move? This is genius. This boss is move. the boss move. Boss move. You understand what's coming. Mm-hmm. Now, how are you going to deal with it? It's always the case. And so for him... To bring the clown, understanding that this is about to be something that's traumatic, you're losing your job, you're getting laid off, there's an, a, a, a certain amount of expression that he was able to release by understanding that he has a clown there with him, and also it makes a mockery of the people that's letting you go. It absolutely does. And you know what else? I'm making sure at the end of the meeting that the clown uses the flower to squirt like squirts it with water. You just squirt, squirt the HR representative with water at the end of the meeting just to put a whole big old bow on it. Now, every Wednesday, we have a special day where we only take female voicemails. So ladies, we need you to right now call 985 985- 
985-80-JALEN. 985-80-JALEN. We're taking all female voicemails. Also, we're trying to turn Tuesday into our International Callers Day. So if you are not in the domestic 48 states, call in and leave us a voicemail. Also, if you grew up outside America and you are now currently on American soil, you also qualify for international callers. But right now we are taking all callers on this wonderful Monday after week two of the NFL. If you call and you give Reggie a shout, he might listen to it and he might put it on the pod just like this. Shout out, Reg. Shout out, whole squad. What up, though? Jalen and Jacoby. Y'all the best, man. Y'all the the real MVPs. But anyway, Jacoby saw your debut on Around the Horn. Unfortunately, you took the L in the big old showdown, but it's all right. I feel like, you know, reality's in your corner, but Jackie Max is fan favorite, man. Met her in person, very nice, very good basketball player from what I'm told. Also, you know what, man, your weight percentage might be zero for now, but you're going to get it up there. You're going to get it up there in the 20s, maybe even the 30s if you're a real legend. But just know that the J&J listeners, we have your back, and we want you to be successful on A-T-H. Best of luck, Mr. Jacoby. Jalen, give this man a motivational speech. David Jacoby, I'll take this. Is that is that okay, sir? I mean, the man—he didn't ask if if would you please give a motivational speech. He gave you a direct order. He said, "Jalen, give this man a motivational speech." Hey, that—that's why it's important to give the people what they want, and I'm here to oblige. So I have to say a couple of things. While I continue to campaign for Reggie to have a mic, and how constantly you and he go back and forth and and bicker. Like siblings, I have to say, Reggie just threw you a Gary Payton to shine Kemp lob right there. Yep. Yo, I'm taken back, Jalen. I'm taken back. Because Reggie, he probably only listened to one voicemail today. Because to Reggie to start the show on a Monday with a complimentary voicemail for Jacoby that didn't even ask a question that was recent, too. It wasn't from three weeks ago. Like, he must have just listened to one. Because I know Reg. And Reg, Reg, Reg is always, he's always setting me up. He's always setting me up for failure. He's always setting me up for failure. No, no. This is not going to turn into slander, Reg. I didn't no. slander Reg. No. I didn't slander Reg. Yeah, you give him the backhanded compliment. Yeah. No, usually That's it's like, usually the voicemails are like, yo, Reggie's the best. He deserves a promotion. He deserves a microphone. Bro, he should be bro. the third host of All the show. Facts. And All what facts. do you think about LeBron in the, in the Lakers? That's usually how they go. So a couple of things. I appreciate the fact that Tony Reale and the crew op- accepted you with open arms. Shout out. I talked about it that day. You look handsome. You wore a blazer. You wore yep. a collared shirt. They yep. gave you the intro points. All yep. of that. I watched the show. You Thank could you. have won the show. But you made the biggest mistake. And Which was that? You questioned somebody's ability on a show that keeps score. And then you <laughs> lost like 10 points for that. You was rolling. You was rolling. You know me. You know me, man. I can't be nice. I got to make fun. I got to make fun. But all you had to to do was play nice. All you had to do was play nice. I can't. That's just not how I get down. That's just not how I get down. The team was welcoming you. They were showing you love. 
You know, they Every, rolled out the red carpet for you. Everything worked. I saw when Diana had her first show, all she did was fall in line and won the show. But then see. you go on the show and you got to do backhanded, um, insulting jokes to reality. That's what I do. That's what I do, Jalen. You're right. You You're absolutely won. right. I woke up every morning. I wake up and be like, I'm gonna be nicer today. I'm not gonna do that thing where I kind of like make fun of my friends all the time and and make everything awkward. I say that to myself every morning. It just never plays out. I hung up on Harlan today. Hung up on Harlan today on the phone. That's how I started. That's how I started my work day. I'm such a jerk. You know what? I'm gonna be you nice today. You did a today. good job. You did a I'm really be nice good today. job. And the I'm gonna fans, be nice today. And the fans of J and J have noticed yeah. the ghetto Bob Costas's growth. <laughs> Yeah. GBC. Shout out. GBC yes. is back. That's cute, man. That's cute. Thank you so much for the call. Appreciate the love. Reggie, did you listen to two voicemails? What up, Jalen? Jacoby. What up, Reg? Keep getting up text, y'all. Quick question. I'm calling from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, from the South. Shout out. Been from the South. Love everywhere, but I love the South. Cultural or regional question. When you playing dice, you shake them up and everything like Ice Cube say. Snapping your fingers after your dice hit their number. Is that cultural or regional? I'm pretty sure y'all laughing because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Take it easy. This your boy Will representing Baton Rouge. Go Tigers. Yo, Later. That's a great call. But I have to I have to just take this bigger. Let's let's take this holistically. Dice are cultural. Snapping the fingers, like we don't even have to we don't even have to get like all the way there. Dice is cultural. Yeah. I've, I've never gotten around with a bunch of friends that look like me and, and played dice. Nope. It's just never happened. Nope. I've played dice, but it's, just, it's not with people that look like me. But I've never rolled the dice and not snapped my fingers. Never once. Never once. you got to snap your fingers every time. So this should probably be another interstitial or a short story, Harlan. Listen up. That call in question reminded me of something vividly that happened to me, I think, in 1991. At Eric Riley's apartment, Ann Arbor, Michigan, watching Michigan football play against Washington in the Rose Bowl. Okay. Big time dice game happening. I'm front and center in the dice game. Ice Cube's Death Certificate album just came out. I'm a huge Ice Cube fan. So much so that my brother from high school, Damon Holmes, used to call me Jinx. That's his nickname for me. Since high school. Cube was my dog. When that album came out, we listened to it and people was teasing me because they felt like he didn't respond to N.W.A. Because No Vaseline was the final record on the song, on the uh, CD. Mm-hmm. So people didn't even really enjoy it as we was listening to it, Jacoby. Because they were so worried about clowning me because he didn't respond to N.W.A. And then he came with No Vaseline. But there's one song on that album that says a curse word. Then it says, the bigger the cap, the bigger the pill. And when I was hitting my dice game lit, I kept starting that over and over again. Because (laughs) the word that he says is G-O-D-D-A-M. The bigger the cap, the bigger the pill. And I started this song over 
I am not exaggerating. Like 20 times, I hit a lick and scraped up the whole dice game. We lost to the Huskies in football, but that was the precursor to another dice game that I ended up playing Eight Mile Detroit City. That ended up being the catalyst. Rest in peace to Porterfield Wilson's son, Chris. They owned a car dealership. The money from the Washington game and then the money from this dice game, because I was in school, I actually, I actually found a way to put it under the mattress, old school style. And it was funny how people was like, just assumed because I had one or two dollars that I was actually getting paid by the school. But they underestimated my hustle. I'm watching television. Mm-hmm. The box, the jukebox. By the way, I didn't realize till I started traveling that the videos in Detroit was like two fifty and three dollars. Then I went to Miami, it was like a dollar fifty. I was like, oh, okay, they're getting us. What? No, no doubt. Southern playlistic Cadillac funky music. Okay. I love that song. I remember like, I had the cassette single of that with the Diamond D remix on the other side. Classic. When I was listening to that album, Money Under the Mattress, two dice games in, I'm like, I got to get the Freaknik. I, I, I got to get the Freaknik. Okay. <laughs> I, so I took a series of dice games that I won the money, got a Honda Accord, 10th anniversary edition. Jimmy Ray and I put that thing on the road the next day and drove the freak Nick eight straight hours. Wow. So, Dice Game is absolutely cultural, universal, financial, and in, they have done so much for my life. I've cut a lot of grass, I've shoveled a lot of snow, I've delivered a lot of newspapers, but I'm going to tell you, I'm forever grateful to these Dice. I'm, I'm forever grateful to Dice. Forever grateful. I'm not playing dice anymore. But it, there's a reason they call it a dicey situation. Let's just say that. There's a reason they say that. If I play dice, I'm going to end up in a dicey situation. Imagine coming home, waking up your mom at like 3 in the morning, and you like, I, I know this sounds a little bit crazy, but I don't want to go back to college in the morning. I want you to take me to the car dealership so I can get a car. <laughs> what? What? Fresh off the dice game? Like, I can't wait a day. I can't wait two days. Nope. You know how it's honor amongst thieves. So I'm like, dice game in at three, car dealership open at 10. I'm sitting in the parking lot at 9.15. <laughs> Cannot make this up. Had moms ask my mother, she dropped me off on the way to work. And I literally went to a Coney Island. I went to a couple of places up and down Woodward. I was there at 9.15. Waiting on everybody to show up. Went right in. But I gotta I gotta I, I gotta acknowledge my guy Chris. He came through on his end of the bet. Forever rest in peace, homie. Shout out. Appreciate that call. I will no longer, I'm retired from Dice. Jalen won't retire from the NBA. Jalen will retire from adult establishments. But I'm retired from Dice. What? I'm not doing that. Really? Really? Not even at the casino? 
Oh, the, at the casino, fine. That's not that's not dice. <laughs> that's not no. dice. No, that's that's not dice. No, no, no. I, I mean, I mean, I'm not, when you when you're rolling it on concrete, off concrete, back on concrete. That's the dice. That's the dice I'm retired from. Gotcha. You retired. Let's just do from another crap, voicemail. You retired from crap games. Hmm. What up? What up, fellas? This is your boy Ross from Chicago. I had a quick question for you. Uh, Jalen, you always talk about Oakland being the cousin of Detroit. But, you know, you played in Chicago, and I think Chicago and Detroit got to be a West connection. So I want to know when you guys going to come to Chicago for a live show. You did one in L.A., you did one in New York, and the people want a live show in Chicago. So can we get a live show in Chicago? And this is not medicinal. This is adult beverages. Uh, I'll let your boy, uh, first time caller, long time listener. Uh, what up, though? Thank you for the call. Appreciate the love. Shout out. I'll tell anybody that will listen. The most underrated thing in the industry is the J&J live show. Preach. And every time Preach. I see first take in their budget in Dallas at a restaurant at Nine in the morning, and people drinking beers, and they're forcing Dallas Cowboy topics. It makes me understand that we can do that anywhere at any time. All we need is people to let let the handcuffs off of them. The industry, the industry got to let us go. They got to let us cook. So I agree with the caller. Yep. A layup would be to do a live show in every city that I played in. That's 30 teams right there. <laughs> That's a built-in audience. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm truly disappointed in our program that we've been grounded. Our budget is zero. That has to change. What are your thoughts, Jacoby? Listen, I don't make the, the fiscal decision when it comes to this program. But here's what I do know. Every time we do a live show, it's sold out. Yeah. Every single time, sold out quick. Yeah. Every single time, packed. Every single time, always so much fun. Yeah. Every single time, we have multimedia. We have guests. We have Reggie and Harlan in the building on the plane. We stay after, take pictures with everybody. Yeah. People walk away with t-shirts and hats yeah. and whatnot. And also, there's free popcorn. That's the part that Jalen loves the most. That's why Jalen really wants to do a live show for the free popcorn. One time, Jalen took a phone call from Molly while we were on stage in Detroit. Jalen was on one that day. Like, Jalen gets loose at the live shows. Correct. I love live shows. Jalen gets loose. He just loves the energy of the people, all the love in the room, the feedback, the immediate feedback from the audience. Jalen loves it. We love live shows. But I, gotta, but, I, but I, I have got a long to, list of strongly worded emails I got to write. Correct, long but list. I have to stress this. And I'm only going to look at national television shows. Not many people can travel and do what we do. No. Because you can take us to the White House and you can take us to the hood. We ain't going to be wearing button-up shirts that look like they need a blazer and a tie when we off wax. Jalen. No. I was reunited with the Podfather this weekend. Dope. Reunited with the Podfather, Sean Fennessy, Chris Ryan, so many others, Juliet Littman, Wesley Morris from Grantland Shout Days. Out. We had a little reunion, and we all gathered 
in the hills of Virginia on a farm to celebrate the nuptials of none other than our brother, Rembert Brown. Brown! You're in the Rembert door now. Congratulations, Brown. brother. Married at the Tranquility Farm in Virginia. It was so dope. I just, I love, they had a choir. Gentleman by the name of Graham Brown was the officiant. He was perfect. He was just perfect. He was funny. He was serious. They wrote their own bows. I cried like four times. It was such an amazing. Oh, yeah, I cry easy. I'm die easy and I'm cry easy. I'm die easy and I'm cry easy. That's just who I am as a person. I know who I am. I don't even feel like I'm not ashamed of it. That's just the person I am emotional. I cry a lot. But then we we headed out to the reception. The reception was great. Some great speeches. And then it got turnt. Because he's from Atlanta and she's of Peruvian descent. So they'll put on a few a few Latin songs and have that vibe. And then we'll throw on some 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 classic Atlanta classics. And then they'll have that vibe. It was just such a nice, nice, nice scene. And then we went to the after party in the barn. The after party in the barn, it was like it was a pop the trunk part. You know what I mean? Everything was cool with the reception, the bartender, the dance floor, the DJ. But when you get to the barn, just liquor on the table. We don't even have glasses. <laughs> just liquor on the table, in the barn, Rem DJing on the ones and twos. It was such a wonderful evening and such a wonderful weekend. I want to thank his lovely wife, Andrea, and Rembert himself for inviting us. And my wife looks so good. My wife looks so good. It was amazing. It was amazing. I also want to thank the Black Tux, a sponsor of our show, for providing me with a green tuxedo. I'm not going to go to the store and buy an emerald green tuxedo, but I'll go to the Black Tux and rent one. Great service. Great so a weekend. couple of things. Congratulations, Rim. Shout out. Uh, I'm pretty sure that my invitation got lost in the mail, which is fine. Yeah, they know you're busy. You know, they know you're busy. Shout to the pod, Father. I can't wait to spend time with my brother. I'm glad you got, guys got a chance to kick it. Rim, you're an adult now. You're married. I will give you one piece of advice, though, that as somebody that's been married like 16 months, they appreciate. <laughs> you're free to shoot up the club anytime you get ready. <laughs> 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 Yo, don't make me start asking questions about you shooting up the club, Jalen. No, I want to put that on wax. Yo, one thing, one revelation I have to say. Multiple people mentioned to me how good the Podfather looked. The Podfather, he's about to turn 60. The Podfather turned 60 in like a week. I mean, not 60. I put an extra 10 years on him. He turns 50 in a week. He turns 50 in a week, not 60. No, I messed that up. I messed that up. You gave my man 10 years like that? I just gave him 10 years like nothing. But he was great. He got the baby blue eyes. He's got the little blue button-up shirt underneath the blue tuxedo. Like, the blue eyes are just killer. The hair was perfect. Multiple people told me how good the Podfather looked. Here's here's what it is with the Podfather. And as you mentioned, he's getting closer to 50. This really helps as you start to get older. This one thing right here. What's that? He's rich. So that usually gives you an opportunity to age gracefully if you choose to. 
I want to thank all the callers that we got. Female callers, don't forget to call 985-80-JALEN. International callers, 985-80-JALEN. Just anybody, call 985-80-JALEN. Ask us questions, and we will answer them on the show. We'll be back tomorrow. Why is that, KRS? We're not done. We're not done. We're not done. Guys, I love him. Speaking of the hobbits, let's talk about LeBron James. All I care about is my nipples. Seriously. <laughs>